Hello Trekkies, welcome back to another episode of Yelling About Star Trek. My name is Christian Fox, and this is the show where I yell at you about all things Star Trek for your amusement, so I'm not yelling at my friends and family who don't want to hear my thoughts and theories on this fantastic franchise. Today, I want to talk about my all-time favorite character in the Star Trek universe, one Mr. Commander Data, because I want to make the argument that Brent Spiner, who plays Data, is Star Trek's best actor and probably most skilled actor. And that's saying a lot because there are a lot of really incredibly talented people in Star Trek. But to me, Brent Spiner is hands down the best actor in a franchise. But before I get into why I think Brent Spiner is the best actor, make sure you get out of your space pajamas, put on your shiniest pair of boots, get a cup of coffee, get a cup of tea, maybe some iced tea if you want to pull the Archer Maneuver, and brace for impact because things are about to get nerdy. Commander Data, he is one of the most beloved characters in the franchise. And as I said, he is my favorite character I relate to him. I feel like I learned so much about humanity and so much about myself and just so much about life and what it really means to be human from Data, even though he's a fictional character who isn't human. And so I just connect with him on so many levels. But I really just can't get over how great Brent Spiner is as an actor and the fact that he, to me, tops everybody. And that is huge, especially when you consider such talented people like Patrick Stewart, of course, who plays Captain Picard. When you consider people like Jerry Ryan, who plays Seven of Nine so perfectly, people like Robert Picardo, who just bring the Doctor to life, is a huge statement because they're all so good. But to me, he is the best. And there's actually two reasons that I think he is the most skilled actor in the franchise. And the first reason that I think this is true is because of how much you care about Data as a character. The fact that he's able to play Data with so much heart, even though his character is not supposed to have a heart. Data is an android. He's not a robot. He's an android. Just so we're clear, he's an android. And one can imagine that means that he does not have a heart. He is not someone who experiences emotion. He's someone who purely operates on logic and mathematics, I think, and it makes computations instead of coming up with ideas. He computes things the way we think about things. But yet, Spiner is able to play Data in such a way that Data is earnest. He's someone that's honest, thoughtful, maybe even one of the most caring characters on Star Trek or in the franchise because I don't recall... Data ever saying anything intentionally hurtful except when he's being manipulated by someone or he's being taken over by someone or he's, you know, sparring off with the war queen. But generally speaking, he hasn't said really anything mean. Data really is such a thoughtful character. And you feel that thoughtfulness. The way Spiner plays him, the way Spiner cocks his head when he's thinking about something and to the point where I grew up with Data. I grew up watching TNG as I always talk about. So naturally when I have a question or something raises my curiosity, I tilt my head in the same way that Data does. And I think that's just because I've been exposed to Data for so long and so early in my in my life growing up. There's something so endearing about the way he moves his head. The fact that, oh, he's curious about something. He doesn't understand 
what's happening or why something is the way it is, but he's curious about it. And I think that really just comes through in, as I said, the movement, it comes through in the, the, the way data speaks, way data observes something in human behavior and then comments on it and then asks a question about it. He will often say things like, I've observed in humans that they apparently are very attached to their pets. Why is that? Or something along those lines. And the way he delivers it, it's really hard to describe because he plays it in such a way that you can tell that Data is not human. You can tell that he doesn't have emotion. But there's a curiosity in in the tone in which he asks those questions that make you go, I know he's not human. I know he doesn't have any emotions. I know he's curious about this because he doesn't understand it because we're so different than him. But I trust him. I believe that he is a good person. I believe that he is sincere in the question. And I, and I don't feel like he's demeaning us in the same way that, you know, I love Spock and I think Spock is an amazing character. But unlike Data, Spock really didn't like his human half and felt that he was superior to humans. And so when he would make a comment like Data, he would say, I have noticed that humans do this or that. He will often say it in a very judgy way, like, ha, you humans, why do you do that? I'm better than you because I don't do that. But Data doesn't play it that way. He plays it from a point of real curiosity. And that comes through in the way Spiner plays the character. And there's a scene I want to talk about that I just think is so perfect for Data, where it's the episode In Theory, and Data decides that he wants a, a, a girlfriend and wants to pursue a relationship with a woman. And so he does it. And at the very end of the episode, his girlfriend breaks up with him and says, look, I've tried. This isn't working because I have emotional needs that you can't meet because you're an android. And Data takes it all in stride and says, no problem, I understand. And as soon as she leaves, he deletes the program that he created for dating and you can see him doing that but but what i find so interesting about that scene is is data looks like he's sad and i really can't tell if that's just because i'm interpreting that data is sad because i would be sad in that situation or maybe it's that spiner himself is playing him slightly sad because he's human and he is not an android unlike his character or a combination but I think that's such a beautiful piece of acting that he does where he's able to show that Data doesn't feel any emotions about it, but yet he's impacted by it in a way. I don't know if that makes sense, what I'm trying to say, but it's just something about the way Spiner plays Data that really conveys that he is not human. He's an android. He doesn't have any feelings, but that he is impacted by other people around him. And he does have a heart, even though he doesn't have a heart. He does. And... You feel that in every scene. And that's such a fine balance to play. And I can't imagine how he does it. And one of the things I think is so fascinating about the actor, this isn't really a, something I want to say is like or the reason why he's the best actor, but watching his outtakes, you know, you see him interacting with, with Michael Dorn or, or with Picard and they're doing a scene and he's in perfect character. Then he flubs up a line, laughs about it, everybody has a good chuckle, and then immediately he's back into being Data. And that, to me, is unbelievable, because I, I get the other actors can do it. Because, of course, you know, as an actor, you do have to have the ability of getting back into character very quickly. But Patrick Stewart 
from what I've seen in interviews and, well, just interviews, I've never actually met him in real life. But I can see that Patrick Stewart is very much like Picard. And so when he gets into Picard characters, he's not so different from Patrick Stewart, from himself. It doesn't seem like it's that much of a jump for him to get back into character beyond, okay, now I got to focus up. I got to stop laughing and I got to be serious and, and deliver the dialogue. But Data is an android, as I keep saying. I don't know why I keep saying that he's an android, because you know that. And he tells you that in the series. If you've ever watched an episode of TNG, then you know Data will probably point out that he is an android. So I don't know why I keep mentioning it. But his character, obviously, is so different from a human and so different from Brent Spiner. But yet Brent Spiner is able to you know, go from Data saying something very serious, something technobabbly maybe, and then cracking a joke because Michael Doran said something funny or maybe he flubbed up or, you know, he himself flubbed up a line like the time he was like incoming transmission and then like moved his head around as a robot. It was kind of funny. And that's something that he did for no reason. His character is so different. It's amazing to see how quickly Swider can go from being dead, delivering technobabble to being himself laughing about something or cracking a joke and then immediately going back into data character and it's almost seamless and that to me is just phenomenal but that's not a reason why i think he's the best actor so as i said reason number one because he's able to play data with such heart and earnestness but still make you believe that data is not human and that he doesn't have a heart so that's reason number one Now, reason number two is one that I've been dying to talk about for so long because I've been watching a lot of TNG lately, and there's always one thing that comes to mind, and that is how brilliantly Data can play other variations of himself. And obviously, he plays Data as Data in the majority of the series because that's his role, but there are so many times where you get variations of Data. For example, the most obvious variation of Data that you can get is Lore, and Lore is An android like Data, same design, identical, but he's evil. I mean, he's evil, like, ooh, mustache-twirling evil. The fact that Spiner can play lore and make him so different from Data, but have it be believable that this is also from the same construction, this is designed by the same person, Dr. Noonien Song. Song? Soon? Soon. Soon. I keep screwing that up. I, I can never get his name right. I don't know why. I Because I've been a fan my whole life. But you, basically, you know that, okay, Data and Lore were created by the same person. And you can see the similarities, obviously, the physical appearance, even some of the mannerisms. But you can really tell that Lore is evil and Lore is not Data. So that's one alternate version of Data. Another alternate version that Spiner can play so brilliantly is Lore trying to pretend to be Data. He will emulate what Data does, but do it in a slightly more evil way. And that's believable for if an android was real, you could see someone doing that. But when it's an actor doing it, it's a lot more complicated. Because essentially you have Brent Spiner playing Lore, who's trying to be different than Data, but he's trying to play Lore imitating Data to try to fool other characters into believing that he is in fact data and not lore. Again, it's mind blowing to me. I don't know how that's possible. And not only does data play lore trying to pretend to be data, he also plays data possessed by 
Another uh, character in the show, there's an episode where they encounter this Dr. Graves, who is another brilliant cyberneticist, and somehow he finds a way of transferring his soul into Data's program after he dies. So you can see Spiner trying to play Data as someone who has taken over Data's consciousness but trying to pretend to be Data and he does it so brilliantly that you can tell that there's something off about him and you can tell that okay what is going on with Data I think at the point in the episode where he changes we know what happened but clearly you can tell that something's off and the crew members notice that something's off and this is hard to explain but yet even Data being taken over by somebody else trying to pretend to be Data is very different than Lore trying to pretend to be Data. So somehow Spiner was able to do a completely different performance to make it different than than Lore trying to be Data, if if you can follow me, because I'm saying a lot of people trying to pretend to be people that are trying to be someone else, which is wild and it's ridiculous, but it's just so great how well he does that. And not only do you have those variations, but then you have Data being evil himself after being manipulated by Lore. And that's another whole level thing where it's, again, the same actor as Brent Spiner playing Data, who's now evil Data, but he's not Lore because evil Data doesn't turn you into evil Lore. And he's able to play it beautifully where you can really tell by watching Data, you can tell exactly what's happening. You can tell that it's, if Data's being taken over by Lore or or rather Lore trying to be it, you can tell that. If Data's being taken over by somebody else, you can tell that. If Data's being manipulated by Lore, you can also tell that easily. And so can the characters, obviously, because it's really happening to them and they could tell a difference. But the fact that Spiner is able to play all those variations so easily and so perfectly is just... Again, I keep saying it's mind-blowing, but it's mind-blowing to me because we've seen other actors play evil versions of themselves. There was an episode I was watching recently vis-a-vis with Tom Paris being possessed by another alien. And if you listen to the Delta Flyers, they were just talking about that episode. And that episode is chock full of people pretending to be other people. So you get you get Tom Paris taken over by an alien so it's somebody else trying to pretend to be tom paris so robert duncan mcneil so robert duncan mcneil was able to find a way of playing paris but paris that was taken over by somebody else who was then trying to be paris and he did a really good job in that and then you get uh captain janeway at one point she gets possessed by the alien and is acting all evil so you do get cases where actors can play alternate versions of themselves or play evil variants. And they all do a really good job. But I don't think other characters have had as many variations on them as Data has. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure Data has the most variations of either being taken over by someone or people pretending to be Data or Data being evil himself. Again, I really hope this makes sense because it's very confusing when I (laughs) try to think about it. Because... Again, this is all a TV show. It's all one person playing all these different people. So I just think with that ability, the fact that you can tell what is happening with Data 
is great. Then one thing I want to mention too, because this does tie into the Technobabble portion of the episode, was rewatching Evolution again. And that's the one with Dr. Stubbs, who you might know as, I can't remember his name, from Scrubs, but he is a, a guy in Scrubs and is a very grumpy doctor who's pretty funny, but also very random. I can't think of his name. So Dr. Stubbs is there and he's trying to conduct this experiment with an exploding star, I believe is what they how they describe it. In the episode... Wes is fooling around with some nanites, and then some nanites take over the ship, and it causes a lot of problems. But there's a scene where Data is taken over by the nanites, and he starts communicating through... So he starts communicating to the rest of the crew as the nanites. Spiner himself does a really great job of playing Data being possessed by nanites who are less sophisticated than Data himself. And again, that's another really brilliant performance, even though it's very short. But you can really see the the difference and you can really tell, okay, this is Ada being taken over by something else. And it just does it beautifully. Again, phenomenal job. So when you look at those two reasons, the fact that he can play Data with such heart and earnestness without making it seem like Data has a heart, but and then the fact that he's able to play so many variations of Data, I just think make him a phenomenal actor. And I really can't imagine who was better than him of course this is all just my opinion so if you have another actor that you think of that is better let me know in the comments i'd love to hear from you but that is just my opinion right now is where i would normally move into the technobabble section of the episode but before i do that i want to give a star trek discovery shawarma update Last week, I talked about Newtrek and how it wasn't gripping me, and how ultimately, because it wasn't gripping me the way I hoped, I didn't feel like Newtrek was at the point where I could consider it shawarma worthy, which for me, that is a huge thing. I relate everything to food, as you might have guessed by now, and I'm sure I've said that before. But as I said in the previous episode, when this show's really good, and when it's something I look forward to every week, and it's like the top show that I can't stop thinking about... That's what I designate to be shawarma worthy because on Friday nights, as I talked about previously, I put on whatever show I think is at that point for me. I get shawarma, I get fries, I have a Diet Coke, and I just sit back and relax and eat and watch because it's such a great combination. And I really felt like, okay, Discovery I was enjoying, but wasn't quite there. But as of last week, it is now there. It is now worthy of that spot, which is problematic because now I've got to decide when Discovery comes back, do I want to go with the rookie? Do I want to go with Discovery? Or do I just want to just say, you know what? What the heck? I'm going to order a shawarma two nights in a row and I'll have shawarma on Friday with the rookie and then have shawarma with with Discovery. Or maybe I'll have tacos. I don't know. But it is getting up to that spot because last week's episode just... It blew me away, and I want to do a whole podcast about uh, what was going on in that episode, and it actually, to be perfectly honest, moved me to tears, and I really want to get into why, because it was not something I was expecting. So I will get into that in the next few weeks. And now, let's move into this week's edition of, wait, what did you say? And because I spent the last, I don't know, maybe 20 to 30 minutes talking about Brent Spiner, I think it's only fair that we get an episode that really showcases the awesomeness that is Data. And that, of course, is Evolution, which I just mentioned a few minutes ago. The scene I want to read from is near the end of the episode when Data agrees to have the nanites 
penetrate his body and interact with his neural net so that he could speak for them, essentially. And uh, it's a really well-done scene, but I think it just says so much about Data, says so much about Picard, and then just ultimately says so much about the larger Star Trek universe, because it is the most Star Trek thing to happen. But of course, it has a lot of fun techno babble. So I won't do the full dialogue, because there's a lot here. So I'll simply get into the section where Data proposes that plan to Picard. Captain, if a face-to-face negotiation would be helpful, I would like to volunteer myself as a conduit. Yourself, Data. I can easily furnish the nanites with the schematic design of my neurological structure. Entering my neural network would require no more than their most basic skills. That's what they're designed for. They could penetrate the molecular fabric of my hand covering into my nerve circuitry and interface with my verbal programs. If they have control of a Starfleet commander, they become an even greater threat. How can we be sure we can get them out of you? It would be a considerable risk, sir, but it would also represent a gesture of trust on our part. It could be an important step towards peace, sir. All right, Data. Propose it to the nanites. The answer is yes. To me, this scene just has so many great things about it. One, of course, is the Technobabble. I never get tired of Technobabble in Star Trek, and I never get tired of Data being the one to deliver a complicated Technobabble. There's something to me that just, it's so comforting. Because I grew up with this show, Data delivering Technobabble is like the rain falling, or like my fan on at night. It's just something that I can listen to, and it just lulls me into a sense of security where I feel like the world is good, Everything is fine. Life is amazing. That kind of feeling, just because I'm so used to hearing him deliver that kind of techno babble. So I think that's phenomenal for that reason alone. But what I love is Data understands who Picard is, and Data himself is someone who really understands Starfleet values and appreciates the importance of taking the first step towards peace and making a gesture of goodwill and he's like Picard is someone that knows science you just gotta say hey you know what I'm gonna put myself out there I'm gonna expose myself even though it's risky for me but I need to do this because peace is important and we need to make that happen so I think it's great that Data has maybe learned that from Picard but also probably has learned or instinctively knows that because of his ethical program and I think that is fantastic but again it's the overall message of of peace and I think it really demonstrates what Star Trek is at the very core of of itself and that is we need to be accepting of all life we need to put our fear aside put our own desires aside so that we can work together to get the job done and to be as peaceful as humanly possible. And I mean, that could maybe that's not entirely what Star Trek is all about, but I would say that's a pretty core philosophy behind all of Star Trek. And so the fact that Data is willing to allow the nanites to enter his body just demonstrates that, that belief. And for me, Technobabble is at its best when it's not only resolving a plot or explaining something to the audience, but it's also conveying a larger idea. And the fact that the Technobabble in this scene conveys the idea of trust and good faith and gestures towards peace is just phenomenal. And the fact they're able to say things like molecular fabric and talk about peace in the same scene it is is phenomenal. Well, not a lot of shows can do that, and but Star Trek does it very well, and this scene just demonstrates that perfectly. 
So I love this scene. If you haven't seen Evolution in a while, go and watch it. It's it's a lot of fun. There's some great conflict between Wesley and his mom. There's Dr. Stubbs, who I think is such a is a treat, and he plays the arrogant scientist who's also dealing with personal demons perfectly, and that's a, a type of character that we get to see a lot in Trek. There's just really a lot to me in that episode that, that is worth watching if you haven't seen it in a while, so definitely check that out. But what about you? Do you agree with my opinion that uh, Brent Spiner is the most skilled actor in the franchise? Or do you think that title belongs to someone else? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Also, let me know what you like about the show, what you don't like, because ultimately my goal is to make a show that you enjoy listening to. And in the paraphrased words of Captain Kirk, I shall see you out there. That away. <laughs>